Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morning Star Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, brethren. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, another special episode of the Lost Book of Enki, Tablet 8. Now that I don't have bronchitis and won't be coughing halfway through this uh, episode and reading of the Lost Book of Enki, we can get started again. So we're going to get into the eighth tablet today. Uh, today's tablet, we're going to give a synopsis of the eighth. Adapa's wide understanding amazes Nibiru's savants. On Anu's orders, Adapa is brought to Nibiru, an Earthling's first ever space journey. Enki reveals Adapa's uh, parenting truth to Anu. Enki justifies his deed by the need for more food. Adapa is sent back to start farming and shepherding. Enlil and Enki create crops, crop seeds and sheep lines. Ninurta teaches Kain, or Kane, crop cultivation. Marduk teaches Aabel, or Abel, shepherding and wool-making. Fighting over water, Cain, or Cain, strikes and kills Abel. Cain is tried for murder, sentenced to exile. Adapa and Titi have other offspring who intermarry. On his deathbed, Adapa blesses his son Sati as his heir. A descendant, Enkimi, is taken by Marduk to Lamu. There we go. Eighth tablet. Let Adapa, the earthlings, the earthling to Nibiru be brought, so did Anu's decision declare. By the decision, Enlil was not pleased. Whoever of this would have thought that by a primitive worker fashioning, like us, the being would have become, with knowledge endowed between heaven and earth will travel. Um, and if you remember in the last uh, tablet, uh, Enki basically hooked up with two earthlings near a water uh, and he got him pregnant and he had um, Adapa and Titi. On Nibiru, the waters of long life he will drink, the food of long life eat. Like one of us, Anunnaki, shall the one of earth become. So was Enlil to Enki and the other leaders saying. By the decision of Anu, Enki too was not pleased. Sullen was his face after Anu had spoken. So neither one of the brothers were okay with this. After Enlil had spoken with Enlil, his brother Enki agreed. Indeed, who of this would have thought? So to the others did Enki say. The brothers sat and contemplated. Ninma with them was also deliberating. The command of Anu cannot be avoided, to them, she said. Let Adapa by our young ones to Nibiru be accompanied, his fright to diminish, to Anu things explain. So did Enki to the others say. Let Ninkazita and Demuzi, his companions, be. By the way, Nibiru for the first time with their eyes also to see. So Ninkazita and Demuzi have never been to Nibiru themselves. By Ninma was the suggestion favored. Our young ones, our earth-born of Nibiru are forgetting. Its life cycles by those of earth are overwhelmed. So again, they're getting older faster because they're on faster uh, cycle of earth than Nibiru. Let the two sons of Enki, as yet unmarried, to Nibiru also travel. Perchance brides for 
themselves they shall find. So they're going back to find some, some chicks. When the next celestial chamber from Nibiru did arrive in Sapar, Ilibrat, advisor of Anu, from the chamber stepped off. I have come to fetch the earthling Adapa. So to the leaders he said. The leaders to Ilibrat, Adapa, Adapa presented. Titi and her sons to him they also showed. Indeed in our image and after our likeness they are. So did Ilibrat say. To Ilibrat, Ninkazita and Demuzi, sons of Enki were presented. To accompany Adapa on his journey, they have been selected. To him, Enki said. Anu his, Anu his grandchildren to see will be pleased, so did Ilibrat say. To hear instructions, Enki Adapa to him summoned. To Adapa thus he said, Adapa to Nibiru, the planet whence he had come, you will be going. Before Anu our king you will come, to his majesty you will be presented. Before him you shall bow. Speak only when asked, to questions short answers give. New clothing you will be given, new garments to put on. A bread on earth not found, they to you will give. The bread is death, do not eat it. In a chalice, an elixir to drink, they to you will give. The elixir is death, do not drink it. Interesting how uh, the Catholic Church does uh, bread and bread and water, bread and wine. Hmm. I wonder if that's where it comes from. And that's why we symbolically do it now. With you, Ninkazita and Demuzi, my sons will journey to their words hearken and you shall live. So did Enki Adapa instruct. This I shall remember, Adapa said. Enki, Ninkazita and Demuzi summoned to them a blessing and, and advice he gave. Before Anu the king, my father, you are coming. To him you shall bow and pay homage. By prince, by princes and nobles do not be coward. Of them you are equals. To bring Adapa back to earth is your mission. By Nibiru's delights be not charmed. This we shall remember, Ninkazita and Demuzi said. His young one, Demuzi, Enki embraced. On the forehead he kissed him. The wise one, Ninkazita, Enki embraced. On the forehead he kissed him. A sealed tablet in the hand of Ninkazita, unseen he placed. To my father anew, this tablet in secret you shall give. So did Enki to Ninkazita say. So he's giving him a little secret tablet. Then the two with Adapa to Sapar departed to the place of the celestial chariots they went. To Ilibrat, Anu's visor, the three of them themselves represented. To Ninkazita and Demuzi, the garbs of, of Agigi was given. Like celestial eagles, they were dressed. As for Adapa, he, his unkept hair was shaven. A helmet as that of an eagle was given. Instead of his loincloth and tight-fitting vestment, he was made to wear. So they got rid of his loincloth because that's all he had. They gave him a tight-fitting bodysuit, if you will. And an eagle's helmet, probably so he can breathe. Which is interesting because if you look at all of the ancient depictions in Sumeria of the gods, they have eagle's helmets and looks like scales on them. Um, when the signal was given, the celestial chariot roared and shuddered. In fright did Adapa cower and cry out, The eagle without wings is soaring. Upon his sides, Ninkazita and Demuzi, their arms placed with soothing words, they him calmed. Uh, this is similar to the uh, Book of Enoch. Uh, it's quite quite along the same lines. When one league aloft they were born, upon the earth they glanced out. Its lands they saw by seas and oceans in two parts separated. When two leagues aloft they were, an ocean to a tub grew smaller. The land was the size of a basket. So they're starting to get further away from earth. <laughs> When three leagues aloft they were, again they cast a glance whence they had departed. The earth was now a small ball by the sea of darkness in the vastness swallowed. 
Once again, Adapa, agitated, was. He cowered and cried out. Take me back, he shouted. Ninkazita, his hand on the neck of Adapa, put. In an instant, Adapa was quiet. Ah, oh, they gave him a freaking Vulcan mind melt, or uh, where Spock's always knocking people out with putting his hand on their shoulder. All right. Fucking Spock. When they on Nibiru landed, there was much curiosity. The children of Enki, on Earth born to see, even more so an Earthling to encounter. A being from another world on Nibiru arrived. So were the crowd shouting. With Illibrat to the palace, they were taken to be washed with perfumes, perfumed oils anointed. Oh, that sounds similar to something that uh, is done in our current religions. Where they uh, wash them and put them in perfumed oils. Uh, fresh and befitting garments they were given. Heeding Enki's words, Adapa the new clothing did put on. In the palace, nobles and heroes milled about. In the throne room, princes and counselors gathered. To the throne room by Illibrat they were led, Adapa behind them, and then the two sons of Enki. In the throne room, before Anu, the king, they bowed. From his throne, Anu stepped forward. My grandsons, my grandsons, he cried out. He hugged the Musi, and he hugged in Kazita. With tears in his eyes, he embraced them. He kissed them. To his right, Demusi, he bade to be seated. On his left, Ninkazita sat. Then Illibrat to Anu, the earthling Adapa presented. Does he our speech understand? Anu, the king of, uh, Anu, the king of Illibrat inquired. Indeed, he does. By the Lord Enki, he was taught. Illibrat so answered. Come hither, Anu to Adapa. What is your name and your occupation? Forward, Adapa stepped. Again, he bowed. Adapa is my name, of the Lord Enki, a servant. So did Adapa in words speak. His speaking great amazement was causing. The people couldn't believe he actually understood what the hell he was saying. A wonder of wonders on earth has been attained, Anu declared. A wonder of wonders on earth has been attained, all the assembled shouted. Let there a celebration be. Let our guests thus welcome. Anu was saying. To the banquet room, Anu, all who were assembled, led. To the laden tables, he happily gestured. At the laden tables, bread of Nibiru, a dapple was offered. He did not eat it. At the laden tables, elixir of Nibiru, a dapple was offered. He did not drink it. By this, Anu, the king was puzzled, uh, uh, was offended. Why has Enki to Nibiru this ill-mannered earthling sent to him the celestial ways reveal? Come now, Adapa, to Adapa Anu said. Why did you neither eat nor drink our hospitality rejected? My master, the Lord Enki, commanded me, the bread do not eat, the elixir do not drink. So did Adapa the king Anu answer. How odd is this thing, Anu was saying. For what has Enki from an earthling our food and elixir prevented? He asked Illibrat, he asked Demusi. Illibrat, the answer, knew not. Demusi could not explain. He asked Ninkazita. Perchance it lies, in this lies the answer, Ninkazita to Anu said. The secret tablet that he carried hidden to Anu to the king he then gave. Puzzled was Anu. Anu was concerned. To his private chamber he went the tablet to decipher. Now this is the account of Adapa, the civilized man, the, of civilized mankind, the prod, uh, oh boy, me in big words, progenitor, I assume that's right, and how by his sons Cain and Abel, satiation on earth was started. In his private chamber, a new the table, the tablet's seal broken, uh, broke open. In the scanner, the tablet he inserted, its message from Enki to decipher. This is one badass sci-fi book, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I know it, I say sci-fi, science fiction. I, I firmly believe that this is more believable than the Bible or some other religious books. Um, and the reason being is because this is better explanation, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, I, I look at some religions... And they, they say, oh, yeah, Noah stuck all those people in the boat. Oh, well, how did he do that? Well, God told him to do it. Well, how did God do it? Eh, take it on faith. 
Ah, whatever. Again, if you don't think it's bullshit, it's one badass sci-fi book for you. Adapa by my seed to an earthling woman was born, so did the message from Enki say. Likewise was Titi by another earthling woman of my seed conceived. With wisdom and speech, they are endowed with Nibiru's long lifetime. They are not. The bread of long living should they should not eat. The elixir of long life he should not drink. To live and die on earth, Adapa must return. Mortality his lot must be. By the sowing and shepherding of his offspring on earth's satiation shall be. So did Enki the secret of Adapa to his father anew reveal. By the message from Enki, Anu was astounded. Whether to be angry or laugh, he knew not. Yeah, he didn't know what the hell to do. Like, There's no rules about whether or not he should be banging earthlings. Illibrat, his visor, to his chamber he summoned. To him he thus said, That son of mine, Ia, again, Ia is Enki, it's his prior name, uh, before he was bestowed the title of Enki. That son of mine, Ia, even as Enki, his free rate ways with females has not mended. <laughs> uh, so he's a hua. To Illibrat, his visor, the message on the tablet he showed. What are the rules? What is the king to do? Of his visor, Anu inquired. Concubines by our rules are permitted. Of interplanetary cohabitation, no rule exists. Yeah, uh, so on their planet, they're allowed to have concubines or, I don't want to say prostitutes because prostitutes are just for sex. I think concubines are more of uh, <coughs> more of an elaborate, uh, so like if you can't have a son, you would call on a, a concubine to have a son or a female or whatever the case. So I think concubines are more of a, they have a little bit higher prestige than just a, just a hua. If you will, I keep being funny saying rather than whore, I say hua. I don't know, it's just a. Uh, I'm in Connecticut, Massachusetts, just north. They don't know how to speak properly, so love you, Blumenthal. So did Illibrat to the king respond If damage there be, let it be restricted. Let Adapa forth wind to earth be returned. Let Ninkazita and Demusi longer stay. So he's going to keep Ninkazita and Demusi. He's sending the rest of them back. Anu then in Kazita to his private chamber summoned. You know what of your father's message said? Of Ninkazita he inquired. Ninkazita lowered his head. With whispering voice he said, I know not, but guess I can. <laughs> uh, the life essence of Adapa I have tested. Of Enki seed it is. <laughs> so his own son knew his bullshit. That's pretty funny. Uh, that indeed is the message to him, Anu said. Adapa to earth forthwith shall return. To be of civilized man, the progenitor, or progenitor, excuse me. Again, I can't speak. I suck at big words. His destiny shall be. As for you, Ninkazita, to earth with Adapa you shall return. Of civilized man at your father's side to become the teacher. So did Anu, the king uh, the decision made. The destiny of Adapa and Ninkazita was determined. To the assembled savants and nobles, princes and counselors, Anu and the others to, to return. To the assembled words of decision, Anu announced. The welcome to the earthling must not be overextended. On our planet, he cannot eat or drink. Of his astounding abilities we all have seen, let him return to earth. Let his offspring there on earth's fields till and in the meadows shepherd. To ensure his safety and avoid his agitation, Ninkazita with him back will travel. With him the seeds of Nibiru of grains which multiply to earth will be sent. Oh, so there you go. Uh, that's where grain comes from. Seeds and grain come from Nibiru. Interesting. Demusi, the youngest, for a shar with us shall stay. Then to earth with ewes, ewes, and the essence of sheep he shall return. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you call a fucking baby sheep. I just say fucking baby sheep. This was the decision of Anu to the king's words, all in agreement, their heads bowed. At the appointed time, Ninkazita and Adapa to the place of the celestial chariots was taken. 
And again, uh, when I say Place of the Celestial Chariots, it is all capitalized, which means it's actually a title. Um, Anu and Demuzi, Illibrat, the counselors, nobles, and heroes to them bid farewell. There was a roaring and shuddering, and the chariot was lofted. The planet Nibiru grew smaller, they saw, then from horizon to zenith, the heavens they saw. On their journey, Ninkazita to Adapa, the planet gods explained. Ah, so this is where mankind got its... Uh, well, let's think about this. Uh, you know, Romans, and, you know, they, they named the planets. Uh, you know, there was, uh, they named the constellations. So where, if they didn't have telescopes back in those days, uh, or even the Greeks, how did they know about it? Interesting. Of sun and earth and moon to him lessons he gave. Of how the months chased one another and how earth's year is counted, he him taught. Well, there you get, there's where you get the uh, Greek and Roman calendars. When to earth they returned to his father, Enki Ninkazito, all that had happened related. Enki laughed and struck his loins. It it all went as I expected, with glee, he said, except the detention of Demuzi. That, to me, is a puzzle, so did Enki say. <coughs> Apologies. <clears throat> By the prompt return of Ninkazita and Adapa, Enlil was greatly puzzled. What is the matter? What on Nibiru transpired of Enki and Ninkazita, he inquired. Uh, so Enlil's like, what the hell's going on? And... Enki's obviously keeping his mouth shut because he doesn't want Enlil to know that he was banging earthlings and that's how Adapa and TT came about. Let Ninma too be summoned. Let her of two let her too of what transpired here, Enki to him said. Again, very tough read on this. After Ninma arrived to Enlil and to her Ninkajita, all did tell. Enki, his cohabitation with the earthling females also related. No rules have I broken or satiation I have ensured. Uh, excuse me. No rules have been broken. Uh, our satiation I our satiation I have ensured. So you said I didn't break any freaking rules, but uh, I have ensured that we're all going to have some freaking food to eat. So Enki to them said, no rules did you break. The fates of Anunnaki and earthlings by rash deed you determined. So did Enlil in anger say. He's always pissed off. There's your duality of your uh, your God in the Old Testament uh, being, a, being a, a wrathful God. And then in the New Testament you have, well, he's, he's a nice guy. He's, he's, he's a good dude. He helps us out. Um, now the lot is cast. Destiny by fate is overtaken. So he's saying, uh, you're controlling, you know, fate. Again, they, they, they do a lot of this in the book, uh, determining what's destiny and what's fate. Destiny is something that you can't change. Fate is. So he's saying that you've basically, you've determined destiny by using fate. You've overtaken it. With fury was Enlil seized. With anger, he turned and left them standing. So he walked the fuck out. Nice guy. To Iridu, Marduk came by his mother, Damkina, he, uh, was he summoned. The odd ongoings to verify of his father and brother, he demanded. To keep the secret from Marduk, hidden father and brother decided. So they're not going to tell Marduk. Anu, by the civilized man, was enthralled. To at once all on earth satiate, he commanded. So they, to Marduk, only part of the truth revealed. So they only told him, they, yeah, well, this is, he, Anu was happy about the, the civilized man, uh, but they kept the part quiet that uh, Enki was the father of them. By Adapa and Titi, Marduk was impressed to the boys he took a liking. While Ninkazita, Adapa is instructing, let me the boy's teacher be. So did Marduk to his father Enki and to Enlil say. Let Marduk teach one, let Ninurta teach the other, to them Enlil responded. To Eridu, Ninkazita with Adapa, and Titi stayed. Numbers and writings Adapa he taught. So Ninkazita is teaching Adapa and Titi. 
Uh, looks like Ninurta's grabbing one of them and Marduk's grabbing the other one. The twin who was born first in birth, Ninurta, to Bad Tabara, his city took Cain. He who in the field food grows, they called him. So that's what Cain means. He who in the field grows. There you go. Again, this is all capitalized. To dig canals for watering, he taught him. Sow and reaping was teaching. A plow from the wood of trees, Ninurta, for Cain made. With it, a tiller of the land to be. The other brother... The other brother, son of Adapa, by Marduk to the meadows, was taken. Abel, he of the watered meadows, his name, uh, excuse me, he of the watered meadows, his name was thereafter called. So that's what uh, Abel means. He of the watered meadows. How to build stalls, Marduk taught him. For shepherding to start the return of Demuzi, they waited. When the shar was completed, Demuzi to earth returned. So after 3,600 years, uh, Demuzi came back. This is this just goes to show you how long this uh, cycle goes. Like how long, how many years in between. Uh, so let's see here. Abel and Cain and Abel started learning their things, learning their trades, and 36,000 years later. Uh, Demuzi came back. The essence seed of sheep. You, uh, baby fucking sheep. For the growing with him, he brought four-legged animals of Nibiru to another planet, the earth he conveyed. So he, okay, so they're saying sheep come from another planet. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, well, they say all animals come from something prior to them, so... What the hell came before sheep, right? Interesting. It's something to think about. Uh, again, if you don't think it's all bullshit, that's no, fine. Um, let's see here. His return with essence seeds and baby sheep was cause for much celebration. Into the care of his father, Enki, Demuzi, with his precious cargo, returned. The leaders then got together how to proceed with the new breed they considered. Never before was there a baby sheep on earth. A lamb has n never to earth from heavens been dropped. Interesting how uh, the lamb... Um, the lamb is, is regarded as the... Oh, we got the Paschal lamb. You know, lamb has always been like... Uh, I guess you can say like sacred uh, among, I mean, we get, whatever, we freaking eat it, but I mean, that's what they did then too. But the lamb has always been kind of like, uh, at least in Christianity, a, a sacred animal in a sense. A she-goat has never before to her kid given birth. Weaving of sheep's wool has never before been established. So goat they took down here too. Okay. Anunnaki leaders, Enki and Enlil, Ninma and Ninkazita, who the creators were. A creation chamber, a house of fashioning, to establish decided. Upon the pure mount of the landing place in the cedar mountains it was established. Near where the elixir seeds by Ninma brought were planted, there was the creation chamber established. There was the multiplying of grains and of the baby sheep on earth begun. I'm saying baby sheep, but it's E-W-E-S. Ews, I don't know. Ews, ews, I don't fucking know. Maybe goddamn sheep. I'm a jarhead. Deal with it. Of Cain for sowing and reaping, Ninurta was the mentor. Of Abel, the arts of baby sheep and lamb rearing and shepherding, Marduk was the mentor. So you have Cain sowing with uh, Ninurta teaching him, sowing and reaping the, the land. And you have Abel, with the help of Marduk, he's shepherding animals. When the first crops were reaped, when the first sheep matured, let there be a celebration of firsts, and Lil in decree proclaimed. Before the assembled Anunnaki, the first grains, the first lambs were presented at the feet of Enlil and Enki, Cain, by Ninurta guided, his offering placed at the feet of Enlil 
and Enki, Abel, by Marduk, guided his offering place. Enlil to the brothers gave a joyful blessing. Their labors he extolled. Enki, his son Marduk, embraced. A lamb for all to see he raised. So he picked the lamb up and held him up over his head. Meat for eating, wool for wearing, to earth have come, Enki said. Now this is the, the account of the generations of Adapa. So, uh, and actually, there is a Gnostic, I believe there is a Gnostic book that is out there, and it's called the Toldolf of, of Adam. So, clearly, I believe that the Bible kind of blended Adamu and Adapa as the same people. Here we're learning in this book that there were two different, I guess you can say, Adams. One was Adapa, which I find funny that we use the word adapt. Um, adapt to your surroundings, adapt to whatever. Uh, and then you have Adamu, which was a, basically the worker, primitive worker. Uh, but this is the account of the generations of Adapa. Uh, and this one, Adapa, let me be clear, <coughs> it's uh, according to what I'm understanding uh, of this book so far, Adamu was never taught how to read or write. Adapa is. So if there's going to be a told off or a generations of Ada of Adam, it would if I'm, if I'm going to make a, an assumption, uh, it's going to be the generations of Adapa, not Adamu. My, and it also makes you wonder about you know, as shitty as it is, is these guys practiced eugenics? They had to have. Uh, which makes me also wonder why you have, you know, you know, you have Darwin's chart of how mankind advanced. It went from, you know, Homo erectus, Homo habilitus, you know, Neanderthal. How come we don't see the, them anymore? How come they're just gone? It makes you wonder if these Anunnaki, they, it's like what you do with your freaking iPhone, right? What do you do with your iPhone? You know, you get an iPhone X Pro or whatever the hell it is. What do you do with your 7? What do you do with your iPhone 7? You throw that shit in the garbage or you throw it in. Makes you wonder if that's what they did. Because again, understand, these Anunnaki are looking at people or mankind that they've created. They are a tool to them. They don't see us as equals. You have to understand that. These guys consider themselves the gods. They created us. They don't see us as equals, which is why Enki didn't want them to have the bread and water of long life of Nibiru. We are a tool to them. And when a tool becomes obsolete, you get rid of it. So when we sit here and we contemplate an ancient aliens and you know, David Hatcher Childress sits there and goes, but what happened to the ancients? What happened to the people who came before? My assumption is, is they upgraded and got rid of the old model which is why we don't see him anymore. That was my best David Hatcher children's voice I can do. Let's move on. Uh, now this is the account of the generations of Adapa and the killing of Abel by Cain and what thereafter transpired. Here we go. You guys want to get into the, the, the Bible here. This is straight out of the Bible with more. And this is a big ass section. So this is going to get good. Here we go. Um, after the celebration of firsts was over, sullen was Cain's face. By the lack of Enki's blessing greatly, he was aggrieved. As to their tasks, the brothers returned, Abel before his brother was boasting. Ah, so they're having a dick swinging contest here. I am the one who abundance brings, who the Anunnaki satiates, who gives strength to the heroes, who wool for their clothing provides. Cain, by his brother's words, was offended. To his boasting, strongly he objected. It is I who plains luxuriates, who furrows with grains makes heavy, in whose fields birds multiply, in whose canals fish become abundant. Satiating bread by me is produced, with fish and foal, the Anunnaki's diet I variate. Uh, yep, so on and on, the twin brothers each disputed through the winter time they argued. So this has been going on. They're having a dick-swinging contest, seeing who's, uh, well, I, I can do this for them, and I can do that for them. And So here you go. Let's get into it. 
All right, guys, but before we get into this, I just want to quickly just throw this in here. Are you looking for another podcast to listen to? Might I suggest Tangent Avenue? Tangent Avenue is a fun, hilarious podcast that picks one topic a week to take a deep dive into. Uh, they cover topics ranging from conspiracy theorists like the death death of Elisa Lamb, which was freaking nuts because I read about that, uh, to outstanding people of interest like Aleister Crowley, which we've covered as well, historical events like how World War I directly led to the creation of hentai, and everything in between. It's available wherever you find your podcast. So you guys could go check them out. Have a look. Let me know. Uh, let me know what you think. But definitely check them out. And that's Tangent Avenue. All right, let's get into this. So let's see here. So over the winter time, they argued. When summer began, it was not raining. The meadows were dry. The pastures dwindled. Into the fields of his brother Abel, his flocks drove from the furrows and the canals to drink water. By this, Cain was angered. To move the flocks away, his brother he commanded. So uh, Abel couldn't find any uh, good water for his uh, for sheep, so he drove him into his brother's area. Farmer and shepherd, brother and brother, words of accusation uttered. They spat on each other. With their fists they fought. Greatly enraged, Cain in a stone picked up. With it, he, Abel, in the head struck. Smacked him in the head with a rock. Again and again he hit him until Abel fell, his blood from him gushing. When Cain, his brother's blood, saw, Abel, Abel, my brother, he shouted. Motionless on the ground did Abel remain. From him his soul had departed. By the brother whom he had killed, Cain remained. For a long time he sat crying. Titi, it was, who of the killing was the first to know by premonition. In a dream vision, she was sleeping. Abel's blood she saw in the hand of Cain it was. A dapper from his sleep she wakened. Her dream vision to him she told. A heavy sorrow fills my heart. Did something terrifying happen? Well, so if you're wondering if uh, your dreams are, uh, 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 you know, mean anything, well, here you go. So did Titi to Adapa say, greatly agitated she was. In the morning, the two from Iridu departed. To the whereabouts of Cain and Abel they went. In the field they found Cain. By the dead Abel, he was still seated. A great cry of agony, Titi shouted. Adapa spread mud on his head. What have you done? What have you done to Cain, they shouted. Silence was Cain's answer. To the ground he threw himself and wept. To Eridu city, Adapa returned. With what had happened, he told Lord Enki. With fury, Enki Cain confronted. Accursed you shall be, to him he said. From the Eden you must depart. Among Anunnaki and civilized earthlings you shall not stay. As to Abel in the fields, his body cannot for the wild birds remain. As the Anunnaki custom is, he in a grave below a stone pile shall be buried. Interesting, because that's how they used to bury people back in the day, below a stone pile. Uh, that's why you have all your little stone, stone, uh, uh, whatever you call them, the freaking graves that are in, uh, in, in England and in, you know, uh, Iceland and in your Scandinavia, and that's how they used to bury them. Interesting. How able to bury Enki to Adapa and Titi showed, for the custom to them was not known. For 30 days and 30 nights, there's your three, 30 days and 30 nights, was Abel by his parents mourned. Uh, to Eridu for judgment, Cain was brought, the exile sentenced to pronounce Enki he wished. For his deed, Cain himself must be slain. So did Marduk with anger say. Let the seven who judge be assembled, so did Ninurta of Cain the mentor say. Whoever of such an assembling has ever heard, Marduk shouted, that for one not of Nibiru, Anunnaki leader shall judge be called. So he's saying, we do this for our own freaking people, we shouldn't do it for them. It is not enough that one by Ninurta mentored the one by me favored has killed. It is not that as Ninurta Anzu did vanquish, so did Cain against his brothers rise. 
Uh, so they're trying to justify what the hell is going on here. Um, and, and you basically have uh, the questions being thrown back and forth. Is it not enough that one by Ninurta mentored the one by me favored has killed? Is it not that Ninurta Anzu did vanquish? So did Cain against his brother's brother Rise. Like the fate of Anzu, Cain's fate shall be. His life breath to be extinguished. So like Anzu, who turned against his brother, uh, they're basically saying, uh, we're going to kill his ass. So did Marduk in anger to Enki and Lil and Ninurta say. Ninurta, by the words of Marduk, was saddened. Silence, not words, his answer was. So Ninurta's like, fuck, he's right. <laughs> Let me with Marduk, my son, words in private have to them, Enki said. When in Enki's private chambers, he and Marduk were, my son, my son, to Marduk, Enki softly spoke, your agony is great. Let us not agony with agony com compound. A secret that on my heart has heavily emburdened, let me to you tell. Once upon a time, as I by the river I strolled, two earthling maidens my fancy caught. By them, for my seed were Adapa and Titi conceived. A new kind of earthling, a civilized man, by that upon earth was brought. Whether they to procreate were able, our king anew in doubt was. By the birth of Cain and Abel were anew and the council on Nibiru conceived. A new phase of Anunnaki presence on this planet was welcomed and approved. Now that Abel has been slain, and if Cain too shall be extinguished, satiation to an end would come. Mutinies will be repeated. All that was achieved shall crumble. No wonder that to Abel a liking you took. The son of your half-brother he was. <laughs> now on the other one hath pity. Let the line of Adapa survive. So did Enki with sadness a secret to Marduk his son reveal. By the revelation, Marduk was first astounded. Then by laughter, he was overcome. <laughs> of your love-making prowess, much to me was rumored. Now of that convinced I am. So he's talking shit to his dad. <laughs> so he's saying, well, I, uh, I knew you kind of like to, to, to fuck around a lot, but uh, I'm convinced of it now. Indeed, let Cain's life be spared. To the ends of the earth, let him be banished. So did Marduk, from anger to laughter, changing to his father, say. In Iridu, judgment upon Cain by Enki was pronounced. Eastward to the land of wandering, for his evil deed, Cain must depart. That his life must be spared, and his generation shall be distinguished. Oh. By Ninkazita was the life essence of Cain altered that his face a beard should not grow. Cain, Cain's life essence, Ninkazita changed. Interesting. Why is that interesting? Well, let's think of a, let's think of a race, or I don't want to say a race, but a nationality of people who generally don't grow facial hair. Can we think? Maybe... Native Americans in the New America? I don't think they can grow facial hair. I don't think it's interesting. <laughs> Something to think about. With his sister, Awan, as a spouse of Cain, from the Eden departed. The land of watering he set, wandering he set his course. Now the Anunnaki sat and among themselves wondered, without Abel, without Cain, who shall for us grow grains and bread make? Who shall be the shepherd, uh, baby sheep, to multiply, wool for clothing provide? Let by Adapa and Titi more proliferation be, so did the Anunnaki say. With the blessing of Enki, Adapa his spouse Titi knew again and again. One daughter, another daughter, each time again and again were born. In the 95th Shar, a son of Adapa and Titi finally had Sati. Excuse me. Uh, in the 95th Shar, a son Adapa and Titi finally had Sati. 
He who life binds again, Titi him named. Um, by him were generations of Adapa counted. In all, 30 sons and 30 daughters Adapa and Titi had. Of them, tillers of the land and shepherds for the Anunnaki toil. There's your, 30, there's your number 30 again. 30 days, 30 sons, 30 daughters, 30 nights. <coughs> Apologies. Of them, the tillers of the land and shepherds for the Anunnaki toiled. By them did satiation to Anunnaki and civilized earthlings come back. In the 97th Shar, to Sati, a son by his spouse Azura was born. By the name Enshi, in the annals he was recorded, Master of Humanity meant his name. Enshi, E-N-S-H-I, Master of Humanity. By Adapa, his father's writing in numbers he was made to understand, and who the Anunnaki were, and all about Nibiru by Adapa, Enshi was told. To Nibiruki, by the sons of Enlil, he was taken. Secrets of the Anunnaki, him they taught. How the perfumed oils for anointing Anar, Enlil's on earth, the eldest, him showed. How the elixir from the Inbu fruits, to prepare Inbu. How the elixir from the Inbu fruits. I wonder what that is. <coughs> I apologize, I'm still trying to get over this. Uh, what the hell's an inbrew fruit? Uh, but that's clearly the elixir that uh, gives uh, long life. Uh, and Lil's youngest him instructed. It was since that uh, it was since then that by civilized man the Anunnaki lords were called, and of the rites of worship of the Anunnaki that the beginning was. Thereafter, Enshi, by his sister Noam, a son was born. Kunin, he of the kilns, his name had the meaning. For by Ninurta and Bad Tabaro, he was tut uh, tutored of furnace and kiln. He there he learned how with bitumens, how with bitumen fires to make, how to smelt and refine, he was taught. Oh, okay. So is this a different name for... Uh, um, what's his name? Tubal Cain? The first known artificer of cunning and worker in metals? Interesting. In the smelting and refining of gold for Nibiru, he and his offsprings toiled. In the 98th Shar, did this matter come about? All right. I think we're getting on to the last section of this tablet. And uh, we'll shut this down. Uh, so now this is the account of the generations of Adapa after... Cain was exiled in the heavenly journeys of Enkimi and the death of Adapa. In the 99th Shar to Kunin, a son was born by Muliet, Mualit? Jesus, their fucking names are. I mean, you couldn't just go with a Bob? Jesus. By Mualit, a half sister of Kunin, he was conceived. Malalu. That's not Alalu, that's a Malalu. He who plays, she named him. In music and song, he excelled. For him, Ninurta, a stringed harp made, a flute for him he shaped. Hymns to Ninurta Malalu played with his daughters before Ninurta they sang. Grab a quick sip of coffee here. Run out of freaking steam here. The spouse of Malalu. The daughter of his father's brother was Duna was her name. So this is just basically going through uh, a, a genealogy or generation of Adapa right here. Um, oh, let's see here. We'll just keep going on here because I didn't want to skip anything here. In 100th Shar, since the Count of Earth had begun, a son to Malalu and Duna was born. Their firstborn he was, Arid. He of sweet waters, his mother Duna named him. Him Demusi, how wells to dig had taught for flocks in distant meadows water should provide. It was there by the wells in the meadows the shepherds and maidens gathered, 
where espousing and proliferation by civilized mankind exceedingly abounded. In his days, the agigi to earth were more frequently coming. So the, the ones who, the agigi, remember, those are the ones around the way station in Mars. They're coming down to, uh, to earth uh, to observe and see from the heavens they increasingly abandoned. To watch and see what the earthling, or the earth was transpiring, they increasingly desired. So they didn't want to be on freaking planet anymore. They didn't want to be on Mars. It sucked. To be with them on Lamu, Enki and Marduk beseeched. To be with them on Lamu, Enki, Marduk beseeched. So uh, basically what they're saying is, uh, we got no females up here on, on Mars. We, Marduk's basically saying, we want, we want some females up here. To watch and see what on earth was transpiring, Marduk more f fervently wished. Oh boy, I know what's coming here. This is going to be your story of the Watchers. As well as in the meadows did Irid, his spouse, meet. Baraka was her name, the daughter of his mother's brother she was. Damn, this is some baby mama drama shit. At the conclusion of the hundred and second Shar, a son to them was born by the name Enkimi, that's Enki-me, by Enki-me understanding in the annals he was called. So whatever the hell M-E is, remember, uh, we kind of put around mitochondrial extracts or something along those lines. I don't know what M-E stands for. Wise and intelligent he was, numbers he quickly understood. About the heavens, all matters celestial, he was constantly curious. To him the Lord Enki took a liking, secrets once to Adapa revealed, to him he told. Of the family of the sun, the twelve celestial gods Enki him was teaching how the months by the moon were counted and the years by the sun, how by Nibiru the shars were counted and how he counts by Enki were combined, uh, how the Lord Enki the circle of the heavens to twelve parts divided, a constellation to each and how Enki assigned twelve stations in the grand circle he arranged, how to honor the twelve Anunnaki great leaders by name stations were called. <clears throat> So what they're saying is the 12 Anunnaki great leaders each had a constellation named after them. Um, and that's how you honor them. And it's kind of funny we do that, you know, with... I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Leo. I'm a Pisces. To explore the heavens, Enkmi was eager. Two celestial journeys he did make. And this is the account of, the, of Enkmi's journeys to the heavens and how the Agigi's troubles and intermarriages by Marduk were started. Oh Christ, Marduk starting shit already. To be with Marduk in the landing place, Enkimi was sent. From there, Marduk in a rocket ship to the moon did he take. There, what Marduk from his father Enki had learned to Enkimi he did teach. So similar to what Enki did to Marduk, brought him to the moon and told him about the constellations and all that shit. Uh, Marduk is now doing with Enkimi. When to earth Enkimi returned to be with Utu in Sapar, the place of the chariots, he was sent. There was a tablet for writing what he was learning by Utu to Enkimi given. Utu, on his bright abode, a prince of earthlings, him installed. The rites him he taught the functions of priesthood to begin. Ah, so we're starting to get into uh, priesthood. I think we're going to start to learn where all of our uh, mystery schools come from. Uh, potentially the rise of Freemasonry in its ancient ancient form. In Sapar with his spouse Endini, a half-sister, Enkimi resided. To them, in the 104th Shar, a son was born, Matushal his mother he named who by the bright waters raised the name meant uh, it was after that Enkimi on his second journey to the heavens went this time too Marduk was his mentor and companion in a celestial chariot heavenward they soared toward the sun and away from it they circled uh, to visit the Agigi on Lamu by Marduk was taken to him the Agigi a liking took of civilized earthlings from him they learned. So here you got the Igigi learning from earthlings. Interesting. Of him it is in the annals that said that 
to the heavens he departed, that in the heavens he stayed until the end of his days. This is, uh, what's this fucking nuts? Uh, this is Enkimi. So he, before Enkimi for the heavens departed, all that was in the heavens he was taught. In writings, Enkimi a recorded, a record made for his sons to know he wrote it. Um, all that is in the heavens, in the family of the sun he wrote down, and about the quarters of the earth and its lands and rivers too. To the hands of Matushal, his firstborn son, the writings he entrusted. I wonder if all of this shit was in the library in Alexandria that uh, that that got burned to the freaking ground. I wonder about that shit. Interesting. Um, with his brother Regim and Giad, Giadad to study the uh, and abide by. In the 104th Shar was Matushal born. Uh, their names are just overlapping as fuck. They give me a fucking headache. To the Agigi troubles and what Marduk had done, he was a witness. By his spouse Ednat, Ednat a son to Matushal was born. Lumak, mighty man. <laughs> Wasn't that a freaking game? No, that was Mega Man. Sorry. I'm thinking Mighty Mouse and Mega Man. I'm mixing a Lumok. All right, moving on. Uh, it was in his days, conditions on earth became harsher. The toilers in fields and meadows raised complaints. As a workmaster, the Anunnaki Lumok appointed the quotas to enforce the rations to reduce. Oh, shit. So they're getting, they're starting to crack down on these fuckers. In his days, it was that Adapa his death time attained. And when Adapa knew that his days to an end were coming, let all my sons and sons of my sons assemble themselves to me, he said, that before I die I may bless them, and words to them speak before I die. And when Sati, the sons of the sons, had gathered, where is Cain, my firstborn? Adapa to them all asked. Let him be fetched to them all, he said. Before the Lord Enki, Sati, his father, wished presented. What to be done of the Lord, he asked. So he's, he's asking Enki for permission to bring him. Enki then Ninurta summoned. Let the banished one, of whom the mentor you were, to Adapa's deathbed be brought. In his bird of heaven, Ninurta betook himself to the land of wandering he flew. Over the lands he roamed from the skies for Cain he searched. And when he found him, like on eagle's wings, Cain to Adapa he brought. When of his son's arrival, Adapa was informed, Let Cain and Sati before me come, Adapa said. Before their father the two came, Cain in the firstborn on the right, Sati on the left. In the eyesight of Adapa, having failed, for recognition his son's faces he touched. And the face of Cain on the right was beardless. And the face of Sati on the left with beard was. And Adapa put his right hand on the head of Sati, the one of the left. He, And he blessed him and said, You uh, of your seed shall the earth be filled. And of your seed as a tree... With three branches, mankind, great calamity shall survive. Oh, shit. And uh, of your seed is a tree. With three branches, mankind of great calamity shall survive. And he put his left hand on the head of Cain on his right to him, said, For your sin, sin of your birthright, you are deprived. But of your seed, seven nations shall come. In a realm set apart, they shall thrive. Distant lands they shall inhabit. But having your brother with stone killed by a stone will be your end. Oh, shit. He's, he's dropping some premonitions here. And when Adapa finished saying these words, his hands dropped and he sighed and said, Now summon my spouse Titi and all the sons of all the daughters after my spirit leaves me to my birthplace by the river carry me. 
and with my face toward the rising sun, there bury me. Like a wounded beast, Titi cried out to her knees. By Adapa's side she fell. The two sons of Adapa, Cain and Sati, in a cloth his body wrapped. Well, here you go. There's your Jewish custom right here. In a cave by the banks of the river by Titi Shon, Adapa they buried. In the midst of the 93rd Shar he was born. By the end of 108 he died. A long life for an earthling he had. The life cycle of Enki he did not have. So, holy shit, he lived for a long ass time. And after Adapa was buried, Cain to his mother and brother bade farewell. Ninurta and his bird of heaven to the land of wandering him returned. And in a distant realm, Cain and his sons and daughters, and for, and he for them built a city. And as he was building, by falling stone he was killed. Well, ain't that some premonition shit right there. Wow. In the Eden, Lumak, as a workmaster, the Anunnaki served. In the days of Lumak, did Marduk and the Agigi with earthlings intermarry. Oh, shit. And that's the end of the eighth tablet. So I'm going to quickly read the synopsis of the ninth. And uh, I'm not going to lie, this one was kind of a boring one. It's all the generations. If you're into gene genealogical shit and stuff, that's great. You kind of learn about the story of Cain and Abel, and I get why they have to do the genealogy the genealogical part of it, because, you know, you can't just have a story where some idiot named Lumok just pops up on the, on the scene without having a background to him, so I get it. But, uh, this one was, this one's not one of my favorites, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but let's get into the synopsis of the ninth tablet, see if we got, what we got coming to us next. Mankind proliferates. Adapa's line serves as royalty. Well, here you go, there's where you get your your priest class and your, your your royal classes. Defying Enlil, Marduk espouses a f earthling female. Oh, shit. So Enki, Enki had relations with him, if you will. Uh, Marduk's actually making, he's making one of these. Oh, he's wifing one up. All right. Celestial disturbances and climate changes affect Lamu. The Agigi descend to Earth. Sees earthling females as wives. Oh, and here's your story of... Here's your other part of the story of uh, Enoch. Uh, the Watchers. Igigi. Or the... Um, uh, Christ, what's the other word that they use in the Bible? Um, Christ, I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. I apologize. It'll come to me later. Um, but the Watchers, if you will, they come down... And uh, they see some females, and we talk, you know, in the Bible it talks about, or even in uh, the book of Enoch, it talks about how, you know, the illuminated ones, the watchers, were coming down and, you know, making, you know, having children with uh, the daughters of men. And, I mean, the Bible talks about how they were abominations and they were monsters and giants, but I mean, that could be some propaganda shit because obviously you have Enlil right here saying he was pissed off about it. So yeah, he's gonna call it abomination. It's kind of like uh, you know when a when a dude's married or a female's married and uh, cheats on her husband and has a child who is a, a bastard child. It's a bastard child, right? It's it's oh that child's a bastard. It's no good. It's no different if you're gonna sit there and call him an abomination, right? Same thing. So I'm assuming that's where the whole story comes from. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Uh, the promiscuous Enki begets a human son, Zizudra. All right, so he did it again. Crazy son of a bitch, he did it again. Droughts and pestilences cause suffering on earth, and Lil sees it as fate or retribution, wants to return home. Good, get out. Ninma, aged by earth cycles, also wants to return. A, mis a mystery emissary warns them not to defy their destiny. Signs increase of a coming c uh, calamitous deluge. Sorry, I needed a minute for that word. The deluge. Oh, here we go. The great flood. That's what we're getting into the ninth. All right. This will pick back up. Most Anunnaki begin to depart back to Nibiru. 
and Lil forces enforces a plan to let mankind perish. Fucking prick. Enki and Ninma start to preserve Earth's seeds of life. Here we go. And this is your real story of Noah, folks. Uh, Enki and Ninma, uh, who are, you know, well, Ninma is kind of like the doctor. Enki's the one who, who figured out, you know, DNA and splicing and all that shit. So clearly they didn't take two actual animals of male and female. They probably took the seeds of life of male and female to repopulate the planet. And uh, there you go. The remaining Anunnaki prepare for the day of the deluge. Nurgle, lord of the lower world, is to issue the warning. Oh. And uh, right here on page 194, it says Enki divulges the secret of the deluge. Kind of interesting. Uh, and it's a cylinder seal or a... That's what it looks like as a cylinder seal press. But next time we will get into the ninth tablet and we will be talking about the deluge. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, again, as I said, I apologize if this one wasn't as good, but I will say that it is bound to pick up very shortly. So for the Freemasons podcast, this special is presented to you, uh, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Sorry it took so long. Again, somebody who's battling bronchitis wasn't the COVID. Talk to you later. It's George, and I'm out.